Welcome to No Ideas Originals, the bonus episode with Shannon and the good brother, Mr. Rob. What's up, bro? How you doing? What's going on, kid? How you been, man? Oh, man. You already know. Trying to get back, right? try, yeah, Trying to get back to normal, but it seems like we got a new normal. So, yeah, man. Things, things are changing, man. The way you go to the store, <laughs> the way you, any, everything, son. Everything you go outside, be prepared for change, man. And don't get yourself over in a bind about it. Yeah. So how your week been? It's been easy, man. The house has been good. I've been great. Um, you know, um, wifey's been working. She's been doing, she's been getting a lot of orders since people are home and not wanting to cook. So nice. that's, been, that's been good. Um, my youngest daughter graduated. Shout out to Kiana. Nice. We had a beautiful party for her, sending her off to, uh, you know, to, to, to the world to see what she has to offer. And um, it's been all right, man. My, like I said earlier, my garden is starting to come through a little bit, so I'm paying attention to that a lot more too. So yeah, my, my green thumb is coming out, brother. <laughs> Congratulations to Kiana. And, yeah, and to your son as well, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw, I saw at the um at the drive-through graduation. Yeah, so it was a nice yeah. weekend. It was a real nice. It was a real nice showing. But yeah, yeah, it was a small hiccup, but you know, that's another story. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I was I have to say I, I thought I thought it was a nice gesture on the high school's part, but they they did they pulled a real sucker move to me. I ain't even tell you about this one. So my really? uh, my son, yeah, decorated his cap and put Black Lives Matter on it and he Oh, had they Black got Lives on that Matter Taco Bell shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then, you know, they sent out all the pictures and everything. So I'm looking through the pictures. I'm like, yo, let me look through these pictures cuz I want to see how the picture came out. Right. This picture wasn't there. I was like, yo, it must be me. So I, I gave it to my wife and I was like, yo, just thumb through all these pictures, see if you see it. Wasn't there. Wasn't there. Wasn't wow. there. So all the other pictures, yo, they got pictures in there that's suggestive about um sex sexually suggestive photos, or all, all kind of other stuff, but Black Lives Matter. Yeah, don't, don't start there. don't start that rhetoric. We don't want that type of energy in our in our, in our school when you already yeah. got it going on in your fucking school. Yeah, so, I saw. I thought that was real weak. No, nah, yeah, they, they, the Hatters don't get no shout out for that. That school is washed. It, 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 been up there a thousand times, man. Just going yeah. to the games and, and the, the atmosphere you get. Yeah, they support the kids. Danbury is very supportive of their students. Their student, you know, their student athletes. Because a lot of kids come out of that school and can do great things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But um, <clears throat> you can tell. The administrative staff is a little stuffy. Yeah, they, they don't they don't want to handle real issues. They don't want to do any of that. They they like I've I've seen things up there just get washed over. Like just don't worry about it. Let's go on to the next day. So I, I'm not surprised by that move. But yeah. they made a mistake though. They sent me an email just now saying that if they're having an open forum to discuss distance learning and that anybody could log in to talk about distance learning. So next okay. week I'm gonna log in, but I'm not gonna talk about distance learning. I'm gonna talk about something else that I've noticed with the school. Distance learning. <laughs> distance learning. You, you, you're, you're pushing further away from wanting to recognize what the problem is. You're pushing mm -hmm. it away. That's distance learning, son. Yeah. They, so yo, I, I do I do wanna say though, like um, on a, on another note, I wanna give a shout out to Zane, cause yo, cause of Zane, 
Yeah, Zane is like, uh, for those that don't know, Zane is the dude that works behind the scenes. He's my cousin. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> and he's been lining up interview after interview. He is. He is our on-location man. Said he got the mic. He might be in Alaska right now, <laughs> trying to get some Eskimos on here or something, man. Yeah. It's a but great no, guy, though. I love yeah. him, man. I fell in love with him. Like, yeah, this guy's dope, son. I like him, son. Yeah, but because of Zane, though, you know what? We we had, we were able to get the Ron G interview. Tomorrow, we got coming up for people. We got Willie Esco. We had um, right. Blondie Baruti, who's the founder of uh, Beat Perk, the social Beat media Perks. app. Um, right. He got us um, uh, Stefan Grant from Noir B&B. We got Garfield right. from the group Shy coming up. We got Shaheen, no longer Shaheen the Rugged Shy. He's a grown man now, but Shaheen, right. formerly of Wu-Tang fam, um, fame. We got a gentleman that's done some really good work with Tesla coming up. Uh, so we, we got, we just had DeMond, a lot, the, a lot the, of- Bender, the artist. I mean, that's right, yeah. DeMond, you know, um, AKA Monty, who's doing a, a lot of great work out of DC. We got him coming up also. So, you know, you guys got to make sure you stay tuned to No Ideas Original because some of these interviews that we bring in to people are not interviews that you would see on typical channels or a typical podcasts. Yeah, man. And shout out to Zane, man, for putting that work in and getting us those people we can chat with, man, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So this is this this feel like this the long the like it's been a long time since it's just been you and I, just, right? Just chopping it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on, son? <laughs> but you know what? We had to bring him one for um for Juneteenth. So for this particular episode, there's a couple of things that we decided that we wanted to talk about. Um I'm glad you mentioned Juneteenth, man. Shout out to to our people today. You know what I mean? I know some specific birthdays out there too. Big sister Jewelyn. Um, today is her birthday. Um, and two people that I, that I know personally, Chas and Denise, they're, they're, it's funny that their names are both Denise and they're born on the same day, which is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Their birthdays are today too, man. And today, man, we can unpack that after we get through the show because I don't see that on our list. But um, yeah. Juneteenth is, is very significant, especially being that what we're doing, what we're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's a fact. It, it, it ties into that too, so. Yeah, so for a lot of people that don't realize, Juneteenth was, um, you know, technically I guess it's considered the emancipation of the last remaining slaves that were in uh, Galveston, Texas. Um, you know, and it was long after, you know, more than a year after Abraham Lincoln actually signed the Emancipation Proclamation. So, you know, some people say, well, word didn't travel as fast back then, but I also say, you know, why would you be uh, quick to give up free labor? Um, so, you know, with slave owners knowing, you know, they weren't readily gonna go to the slaves and tell the slaves, like, guess what? You know, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, you're free, you know, because if they did that, then they lose their free labor. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and what I learned is in certain areas like in DC, man, where the Underground Railroad got its way, its wings. A lot of people was going through Virginia, through DC, Maryland, and all that, just to reach New Jersey and New York. So they can get better jobs and better, you know what I'm saying? It's just a better way of living than to be in the chattel slavery in the, in the South, man. So yeah, Juneteenth, man, this is a great day. We got it, if, if, if we got a day, this is a day to celebrate yourself, do something great, do something with your family, go somewhere. I don't know, make it, make it, make it, don't make it like a barbecue. Don't do that. Don't mm. do that. Do something significant. You know what I'm saying? Everything, everything a barbecue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't put a meal behind that. If you're gonna if you're gonna feed yourself, feed yourself mentally with today. So. Yeah. 
So we are, we will talk a little bit about the um the viral video, the the skateboard assault. We're gonna talk about the blue flu in Atlanta, Georgia. Touch on a little bit about the on the record documentary. Um, and I wanna talk a little bit about cancel culture also, and just you know speak with a little that, bit about that. that. What that's that, all about. Yeah, yeah. And How that's Dave, affecting Dave, a lot of people, man. Yeah. They, and then Dave Chappelle put out the new um the new special, um mm-hmm. celebrity voices and tragedy. Uh, mm-hmm. And then performance activism, and then at the end, to top it off, you know, maybe we could touch on a little bit about now. And Jamal, all of a sudden, people figured out that that was racist. So, did you get an opportunity to see that skateboard video, man? The the video with the skateboarder? Yeah, and I and I just got a few words for that. He needed his ass whooped. Period, son. <laughs> Period. Yo, niggas is in their feelings when a chick, and I get it. That's that's male ego. The chick turn you down or say something fly out their mouth. You want to hey, get out of here with you. But come on, son. You could have mushed her. Like, <laughs> a skateboard, my dude? You really, that shit hurts you, son. Yeah. That, that to, 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 for me and for him, they going to find his ass. Yeah. I, I think, mean, be, I, I be prepared for that. Be, pre- be prepared for that video. Come on. Yeah, I don't know if he privatized his page. I know after I saw the video, I went to his page and I was looking immediately. He did the first thing that any, anytime somebody's involved in scandal, that what they do, but they, they want to remain show. a public eye. Nah, he kept his page on, but he cut his comments off. So he want, he wants you to see his pictures and to continue to view whatever it is that he got going on. But he made it a point to cut off the comments because he don't want to hear what you have to say about the nonsense right. that he did. And to me, like, yo, I just, I look at stuff like that and I'm like, damn, like, yo, that, that could be anybody's sister, mom, auntie, niece, whatever it is. It's like, yo, what, what could she possibly have well, said to him that would make him get to the level to hit her in the face with a skateboard? You see, that's a sucker move because, you know, he had to, he had to have felt in his heart that, you know, I don't give a fuck. But then what you, you say that for every woman you come across then, son. If they don't, if they don't say the, the right thing to appease you or make you feel, you know, you gonna hook off with yeah. a skateboard? Yeah, he, yo, he need, he need to square up. That's somebody you're like, like, come on, son, shoot the one DB. Yeah, you this a is, man? Let's just square out, son. <laughs> this is this this is somebody though that clearly he must have a following. I don't know if it's in the skateboard world or whatever it is, because he has a, a decent amount of followers I know on Instagram. And his name was like readily available. Like they tracked him down real quick. So this wasn't a random, this is somebody who maybe they're in the skateboard world doing stuff like this. And then what was even more cowardly is you seen like his boys laughing afterwards. Well, you know, it's always it's always cackling out in the, in the peanut gallery. That's, that's always that. And, then, and that's how we got the video. You know what I'm saying? That's who, true. Who, it was, was that now, can, can, you, can you set the narrative that they went to do that. They knew that Shorty had a foul mouth. Watch what we gonna do. Watch why Shorty, why Shorty say some fly shit. I'ma hit her in the mouth with the fucking. Niggas is out there doing dumb shit like that. For what? Yeah. I think somebody said that he went live though and was supposed to give an explanation. But what could you possibly get on live and say that's gonna justify hitting the Somebody's woman in the face with a skateboard? Now, here it is. Everyone's on social media. Someone gets to see their cousin. Not that you can actually see it because it was kind of dark. But then you find out that's your cousin, son. Mm-hmm. Your little shit, whatever. Now you, you gonna have, you, you gonna start a war. Yeah. Somebody gonna look for homeboy if that's someone's sister keeping there'll the G. Be, there'll be another video out soon. Yeah, son. The blue flu. 
in Atlanta. So um, the officer that this killed Rashad, Rashad Brooks and his partner were charged. The um, one, the officer that actually did the shooting, was charged right. with felony murder, and the other were aggravated assault. As a result, in Atlanta, police officers called out. The mayor, Keisha Lance Bottom, says that morale is low in Atlanta as a result of everything that's going on. Well, due to knowledge, man, three three out of the six zones. Now, I even know that that's how police officers move. They move the zone. Three out of the six zones, they're not even touching. And one out of those three zones house about 500,000 people plus an airport. And then they're like, I'm not going. And that's their, I guess that's, that's, their, that's the police protest. Yeah. That's how but, they feel about that. But you, you know what, to me, the issue is, though, with police, like, there's so much that could be resolved if police were transparent. And you always hear right. people talk about the blue, you know, there's the, the blue wall, the blue wall of silence. The and blue flu, so you front like you sick. Yeah, so <laughs> so the, the blue wall of oh, science, um, silence definitely exists because so many police turn a blind eye to all the ills and all the wrongdoings that's, that, that goes on in the world and they do all this cover up stuff. I think I said on a previous episode, one of the dudes who I have the biggest issues with in New York City is the PBA, um, the head of the PBA, Pat Lynch, because at no point do they ever just come out and denounce whatever the issue is with the officer. And then I'm thinking in my mind, like, yo, all this stuff that's going on, the current climate of the country, Excuse and, me. and and we we have we just had we missed Mr. Floyd and everything. And right, like as right. a police officer, you don't know that this is a sensitive time. What would make you right the actually... climate? You should know. Come out here with yeah. kick gloves, son. Be delicate in the situation. Be do your job. But see, then, then, but that this is this is my humble opinion. You know, humans are creatures of habit and pattern. So you're used to mm -hmm. behaving this way, where mm -hmm. you can't differentiate whether I should be cool or calm. Mm -hmm. You so used to just flipping on the instinct that that's how you're living. Yeah. So now, now you, you you that's how you're living. You should not be a person living on instinct with a pistol on your mm -hmm. side. Yo, but where's, the, where's where's the commanding officer though? Where's the commanding officer that that before they actually go out on patrol, sit them down and be like, you know what the climate of what's going on in the country is right now. We need you to do policing that actually involves you talking to people. We don't. We wanna. We want to. Uh, I call it de-escalate and decrease the amount of physical interventions that we have to do with the public. So why the hell are these people still out there doing this stuff? It's like you know what, almost like a battle of will. Like I'm, a, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna impose my power on this gentleman right. or this individual. Right, right. And 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 for them, you know, this blue flu. I, I never, I never even heard of the term, man. I mean, <laughs> the blue flu. It's me calling out, but I can still get paid. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't got to go out there because I don't feel like going out there. I don't I don't I don't want to deal with that neighborhood that's dealing with the the the, the so-called backlash or, or the backlash of what's going on out there. I, I ain't gotta fuck with them. You got yeah. they got the power to do that. That's well I I don't I don't know in Atlanta how it goes, but I know in uh in New York City they have the Taylor Law and the Taylor Law prevents civil service employees from striking. So whenever um, civil service employees, especially in a time when you got national, when you got yeah. national craziness like this, you shouldn't be able to use that power right now. Yeah. So you just want to chill out. And but one officer, I think, I think I heard one officer say, um, "What do you say? Let's not police that neighborhood and see what the citizens say." Like, yeah, let's, 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 let's just, let's just, 
How you like that? And I said, you know, but my, my, my counter to that is, I see what's, if you notice what's happening in Minnesota, what's happening in Minnesota, there's a, there's a small uh, a town in Northern Minnesota where community leaders are, are, are NRA holders, maybe former military, which, you know, militia or whatever the case, the case may be, but they're holding their town down because they're watching professionals come into their town and set fires. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And starting all of the rioting and the bull crap. And they're actually having gun war. If you listen to the video, I don't know if I sent it to you, I'll send it to you. But you mm -hmm. listen to the video, they're trading shots with someone wanting to come into their neighborhood and set the town ablaze. Yeah. And the cop and the funny thing about it in the video, the cops in that town almost like playing referee. They don't want to get in between. Where is going? So they, they don't want to get in between it. They understand why the black people are walking around patrolling their neighborhoods. I see mm -hmm. them carrying uh, barricades to cut off certain blocks, and they got walkie-talkies. And you're there, and they're in a whole different mindset. But they like, look, we're protect. We got the right to bear arms. We're using our Second Amendment right for all tyrants. We're, 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 we're you know what I'm saying? We're, we're yeah. using that. And we're protecting our family. We're protecting our children on the front line. I mean, they got blocks. People on night shift, day shift, with the walkie-talkie. They got people in the early day talking to people in, in, in you know, the community stores. They yeah. say, look, we're protecting this area because this is what's happened. And we yeah. don't want your store burnt down. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you hope. If you don't want to police my, my, my neighborhood, I police my Yeah. The civil, those civil service employees, though, like they use the sick out as as power. You know, they that's that's a, a way to control the, the situation right. that's going on. But it's dangerous, you know. It's dangerous, and again, it, it just reinforces man. to the public the reason why the you public should trust them. You can set anarchy, man. And, and that's 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 my that's honestly my fear. Like, so if you as a police, you remove yourself from the equation and say that like, you know what, you police yourself, or I'm not coming in then you put people in a position where they do feel compelled to have to take care of themselves and take, you know, take matters into their own hands. And I, I, I agree. I agree with bearing arms, though, even though I, you know, at this minute, you know, I don't I don't carry, but I, I agree with it, son. And I know at some point in the future, I you won't know when, but I will have me <laughs> some solid, son. It, it, yo, it, it's necessary. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, though, that... Um, Again, like the whole purpose of this movement and everything that's going on is that people are somehow, I feel like that the police have personalized this whole movement and I think they're losing sight of what it's actually about. And there, there are the officers I know that do step up though, but, they, but there are officers that I know that have stepped up that I know personally right. and that they've stepped up and they've actually denounced some of the things that go on in the force and they're vocal and they're on the front line. They interact with the public and they know how to handle themselves and they, you know, they're about the community and everything. But for the most right. part, I would say that's probably what, maybe you might five, 10% of people that's in policing actually take that approach. All the right. other people's approach to it is pretty much, you know what, these are my brothers, you know, and because this is a brotherhood, you right. know, if my brother do something wrong, and I, you, I'm not going to You, you got to be it. on the same accord when you're out in the world dealing with world, worldly issues. Mm -hmm. There are crazy people out here. I always say it, teachers and police, police officers have the toughest job because they're responsible for maintaining the morale, the morale of people and making sure you're making good sound judgment when you leave out the house, when you're outside, when you're in public, that you're just behaving yourself. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. it. 
You know, the you know officer, what I mean? And that's a tough job. The um the partner, the partner, the partner of the officer, he was in fact charged with I think um violate violating the oath, violating oath of, of police officers. So I guess they're recognizing that you know what that you're you're, you know to me I look at it I'm like you're an accomplice if you stand Has by. Anybody seen that oath? That's like one. That's more like one of the most secretive documents. What does that oath say? <laughs> who knows, yo? Who, who, who knows? But but. I'm telling you, like, I, I definitely think that there's more awareness now being put in place where people are starting to realize that, you know what, it's not only about the person who actually got physical with the individual. If you were there and you and you didn't do anything to intervene, that makes you just as guilty. Now, with that being said, there is a sister that's up in Buffalo now that um, mm -hmm. I think she's going through it that ended up uh, losing her job because she reported improper conduct from a police officer. And I see that doing, I think, a GoFundMe for her now, and it's over. Um, right. $100,000. I'm, I'm, correct me if I, I may pronounce her name wrong, but I think her name is Cariole. But she, okay. she, she's somebody who, who actually has stepped up as a police officer and right. reported her colleagues. And I think as a result of it, they said that she was sued for like $300,000 or something like that. The woman is, is well, you, you, in you treatment. She got all kinds of stuff going on. You remember the case of, um, what's that dude in Cali, the LA dude? Chris, oh, yeah. Chris Broner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, 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 the, the manifesto? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. dude had a manifesto that implied Dave Chappelle in it, but mm -hmm. on yeah. a good end. But in his manifesto, he was bashing the LAPD because he firsthand witnessed all of, you know what I'm saying? All of the atrocities they were doing, the things they would say about black people, the reason why they did people getting beat up, not reporting it, all sorts of shit he was in there. And he went on a straight... 007 Bond, this thing was out there like Jason Bond, and went haywire, my nigga. Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, so you, there's, you know, in every institution, I told my wife this the other day, every institution we've ever been a part of lied to us. Mm -hmm. That's a fact, shit. yeah. Every last yeah. one. You can't, one of them can't even stand up on, on their own square and say, you know what, I am this. No, you're not. You show and prove to us all the time you're not what you say you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that dude went, they, and they, they crucified his ass. It took like 400 officers to kill him. Yeah. Did you see in, in, in New York City, though, I think um, de Blasio, I don't know if de Blasio was responsible for or Cuomo, but now they're, they're actually, and in the interest of transparency, that they're going to show the um, like the civil complaints and violations and things like that that the, um, that the officers have in their record to make it available for public. Um, so, so yeah, so that tells me that they do recognize that part of attempting to move in the right direction is you do need transparency. You can't cover you everything up. Now, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, about the transparency, though. Now, it's to me, it's the same thing as the um the body cams. So with the transparency, if it gets out to the public and the public, you know, has issues as it relates to it, you can't sweep it under the rug when you get the public outcry as a result of it. If it's, if it's for public consumption and the public has the ability to view it and the public is calling you on why is this gentleman still an officer if he has all these civil violations and he has all these yeah. write-ups and all these things, why do you still have him as an officer? Some of, them got a, right. some of them got a record like a criminal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And here's another thing, like I don't live in, in New York City, but yo, could you imagine how much as a taxpayer a New York state, you costing the taxpayers money. That, look where the money is going to, where dudes got all kind of lawsuits against them from knocking heads and, and, 
and using excessive force. By the way, the woman that um that was in the train station with her five-year-old son, I think she's like 22 years old, they announced that she's suing NYPD for $10 million because she said they restrained her for not having a mask on. Their argument, oh, seen that. Their, their, argue, their argument though is that it wasn't because she didn't have a mask on that she smacked the police officer's hand away from her. Man, nigga, you touching me. Why are you touching me, son? <laughs> I'm, yeah. probably, I, I'm walking home, I'm aggravated. I got to get on the train any fucking way. Mm-hmm. See, and that, and that's sensitivity training. Let me tell you something. If you're walking the beat, this is my humble opinion. I know what it is to be the police officer. But as they say, it takes longer education to become a cosmetology agent than it is to become a police officer because you got six months. You just You do your basic training and they give you a badge. You're dealing with people. Not everyone's the same. That's why I said it's hard because you're dealing with mm-hmm. just in your mind, there's a billion people on the planet. If you're an officer, you got about a third that to deal with. Coming in and out of a city like New York, for instance. You're dealing with all sorts of emotions. You got to approach it as you see it. You see if she looks like she got attitude, look, sweetheart, look. You got to have your mask. You got your mask, you got to go. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with saying like, like, yeah, son, come seven here. Of them, seven then, of them. Then, then, you, then, you, then in the wrestling goes, crack. <laughs> you know you're seven. not going to win. You're not gonna win that match with them, yo. Yo, they they swarmed on her though. Like I saw that video, I'm like, damn. Like yo, you would have thought that they were trying to take down the Incredible Hawk the way they piled on that woman. Well, her kid, her seven year old kid, or her, her, her baby five year old kid right there watching. So when we talk about trauma, the baby lives with that because now it's never gonna forget that. Mm-hmm. You watched your mom get beat up by the police in the by train police. station. So now when you see the police, you might have a fear for them mm-hmm. or a hungry hate. Yeah. And that's how you brew that shit up. Because now, no one's going to check that kid for any any mental uh, distortion or, 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 you know what I mean? It's, you're not going to mm-hmm. check for that. Well, if, she, if our lawyer good enough, right. I would make an argument if I was a lawyer. I would say that. You, su- you subjected my son to trauma. Speaking of trauma, did you have an opportunity to catch the On The Record documentary? I, I, I watched some of it. I watched, you know... I, I listened to Russell's uh, uh, interview on the Breakfast on, Club. On the Breakfast Club about it, and yeah. you know, it it eerily sounded like honestly like some Epstein shit, because he said in his early years, which to his point, he's correct. In the early days, in the seventies and eighties, like I said, coming off of that that hippie stage in the, 70s, the early sixties, drugs was just something that you did, like drinking coffee. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the nightlife and in them parties and, you know, them disco time, Studio 54. I, even my mom just told me, you know, yeah, people were doing a lot of drugs back then. It was a lot mm-hmm. of drugs and a lot of sex. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, he's admitting, honestly, on the record, if I've hurt anyone, I, I sincerely apologize. You know what I'm saying? Because I might have been in the under influence. We might have both been under influence. I think of Cosby in that in that respects as well. When you talk about the drugs and the sex and you know what I'm saying, all that. Not that I'm condoning any of the bad behavior, but these women were in these environments. Not that they were. I don't. They're not saying that they were partaking in any drug. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you know, it's it. I watched it. You know, the young lady was a promising A and R, you know, manager. She wanted she wanted a life like everyone else, man. You know what I mean? And, and at a time where hip hop was was emerging and, and 
she's right along right alongside with Biggie. And um, you know what I'm saying? It's tough, man. And and I and I understand it, man, because I know I know women today who suffer from 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 trauma of maybe uncles or just aggressive men. And the sad thing about it is that, you know, in our culture, that was a part of our culture, being aggressive to women. Yeah. That was that's learned behavior. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not making no bones about it, but that's learned behavior by men thinking that women like it rough or they like tough guys or gangsters and all this stuff. And some of us portray that and women, some women adore it. Some men think that women adore it. Yeah. Russell, Russell Simmons to me though, like um, I saw the, I saw the interview and I did watch the documentary. In the interview, by him um, framing it around, you know, the drug use of the 70s and the early 80s and, you know, everybody was doing it everybody was doing drugs and everybody was partying and we was having a good time. I don't, you know why I don't accept that? Because I think that that's, that's an excuse. That's almost like saying, so everybody that was engaged in drugs, you know, has, has been sexually inappropriate with, <laughs> with somebody at some yeah, point. In time. I, I like he, he has a, he has a number of allegations against him. And what's scary about it is all the allegations sound similar. Sounds like <laughs> that he had a, he had a pattern of how, he yeah, so like he got a, P, a PR wrote that down. He memorized it. That's why I, it, listening listening to him explain it. I tell you, it sounded uncomfortably like a right. Jeffrey Epstein story. Yes, like, really. And he said because right. he he started going to saying, "Listen, I was with Asian Hindus, yeah. Australia. I was all over the planet. I was the pimp." He even said the movie How to Be a Player was about him. Yeah, but you know what? Like, know you, you don't you don't you don't romanticize sexual assault and rape. Like, you know, like to me, he he almost tried to um he tried to discredit what their claims were by almost making it like, hey, well, you know, everybody was doing it. We're not you're not right, being right, called right, into right. question about womanizing. You're not, you know, the, the issue is not the documentary is not about you being a womanizer. The documentary is about you being a rapist and being sexually inappropriate with a number of women. And I think um, like he, like some of the things that he says, he falls back on, you know, well, um, I took all these polygraph examinations and all these things nine, or whatever. And, and nine separate three yeah, hour. And, and all this stuff or whatever, like, you know, he, to me, more so than any other person that was accused of this is working very hard to attempt to clear his name. I don't know if that's because he believes that he's innocent. So so if his defense is I was he getting believes. high back then. Yeah, but if his defense is I was getting high back then so I don't remember that I did it kind of thing, like that still doesn't exonerate you from what you did no, he, because he said, funny he's, women. He, I, think, I think he sound like he's admitting he's more admitting, than, you know, more, he's more ad, than. He's admitting that he was, he's admitting that he was, um, how you call it, that he may have, that he had sex with these women and that he may have been sexually inappropriate with them. What he's not admitting to is rape. And that's what these women are accusing him of. Accusing they're, him they're, of. Yeah, they're being very clear that you know I what? I mean, totally against their will. Against penetrated, will. Yeah. And I did not want you to penetrate me, nigga. Yeah. And he's, how you call it, he's adamant, like, nah, you know, I didn't, I don't know what they're talking about. I didn't do that. But you know what he, what's even more disgusting about this is that, this documentary 
could you imagine that if it would have actually got the light of day on like a bigger channel like it's on hbo max hbo max is a streaming service for me to watch this documentary i had to go on my fire stick i had to search around i, I had to look son. and look <laughs> yeah i had to look and look i'm and like look. yo son but, but, but they done messed tv up son i was looking for it but i yeah. said but you know but you but i said that there's enough information you can get for the story because it's out there and you know like i said the story of women being assaulted in this way is another elephant in the room. Men, just, men, men, some men have a distaste for the savvy, the, the, the witty, the, the, the power of women and how they carry themselves. Mm -hmm. Some men can't, some dudes can't handle that shit, son. What's, what's and, sad though is that they, vic you, know, you, you know how they victimize the victim, because you had a person like Oprah Winfrey who was involved in this at one point. You had mm -hmm. other people, other prominent people involved in it that they mm -hmm. then backed the, out the, of the it. Weinstein's and Epstein's. This so, this is a culture that <clears throat> so look, so so they were like Oprah Winfrey at one point was um, involved in the documentary as an actual producer and backed out by mm -hmm. her backing out, and she didn't she didn't say this, but there's an implication about her backing out. Is it? hinders the credibility of Drew Dixon because people are going to be like, you know what, why would because Oprah Winfrey they, they pull herself away from this? They said there were inconsistencies in, the, in these these three ladies' arguments because there, was, there wasn't just um, the a and chick. It's like 20 chicks. It's like Drew Dixon. It's like, tw it's like 20 women. 20 women saying that he did this and all 20 mm -hmm. women are saying the same thing, that they went in his house and they were in one room and then he showed up Ass right, naked with a, con with a condom on. Drew, Drew, Drew up Dixon. Ass naked with a condom on. <laughs> Drew Dixon said this thing, this graphic phone calls, you know, the old, mm -hmm. the old school dirty shit like I told you earlier. Come sit on my lap. Terrible but that's, shit. and dirty. that's, you know what? That's what he's admitting to. That's what he's admitting to. He's exposing, admitting to exposing himself erect. But that's <laughs> what he, he's admitting to saying that, you know what, that um almost like, well, you know, back in the days, Def Jam was a frat house kind of thing. And you think about it as as it's another a, um, excuse. As as a society, we've allowed that. Anytime we got a president who, you know, has something where come up with somebody says, you know what? Or they got him on a hot mic talking about grabbing somebody by the pussy. And then his wife his yo, his wife, then his wife says, Oh, that's just locker room talk or whatever. Like, yo, as a woman saying that. It's, just, it's ridiculous. It's almost like as a society, we, we can accept and say that, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe he didn't physically penetrate her, but it's okay for him to come out butt naked and make dirty jokes and sexually harass yeah, and son. do all but this but, but, here, but here's, here's the, the, the question that I have for Miss Drew Dixon, because all of this was happening, you know, the, the graphic phone calls, sitting on the lap, the meetings, exposing himself. This is all prior to you ending up in his house. Mm -hmm. none, none, none of those other situations were red flags. If a chick, I'm going to be honest with you, if a chick came and flashed me with her chit, with her tits, every time I see her, I'm not going to her fucking house, my man. <laughs> you know fuck how big, how pretty they look? I'm not doing it because I'm like, you, you think I'm some lusty dude who like big tits. And I do, but that's not the way, that's not, I'm not chasing you for that. It's not it, the situation here. She, in the, in the documentary, she actually explained that. She said the reason why she went up to his house is because 
he lured her in with they were coming from an event. They were coming from an event and she was trying to catch a cab and he said, you know what, you've had all the success for the company and you've done all these wonderful things. Instead of getting a cab, let me get your car service and I have a demo from somebody that, you know, a CD of an artist that I want you to check out that I really want you to sign. Now, this is a woman that her career was- She's thinking uh, business. The, the, I know she's thinking business. The trajectory on was one. on the incline or whatever. So she was, you know, she was excited about the possibility of, oh, this may be new talent for me to discover That's because what... this woman aspired to do more in the industry. She got up up, um, up in his house and, and that's when he violated him. like yeah stay here i'm going in the other room to get the cd or whatever now what's interesting about it is that i think the way the documentary ended she was saying something like it you know it just dawned on me i just had this epiphany that there really was no cd but i think he wrote other women in with similar Same words. way yeah like you know like when people are serial rapists it's almost like pedophiles like they know how to groom people they know they have a carrot that they dangle and they know how to lure people in to get them to that point. You know, like- he, 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 Yeah, he sincerely apologized to the other chick, Jenny Lament. Mm -hmm. Cause he said, it, he said he read her story and it made him cry. Well, was, you, you, you know what the other thing is though, that, um, that I think was very, very interesting about the documentary. I was like, okay, this makes even more sense to me. So she was saying that a lot of people's response to it is like, why would somebody wait so long to come forward when they have all these allegations or they've been subjected Bro, to all this stuff. You know what I mean? Women are holding thought. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. But That's... you know what she, look, look, look what she said though. Right. That to me, yeah. I was like, damn, like, yo, this makes so much sense. She was saying that there's so much condemnation of black men to begin with. And that Russell Simmons had ascended to the pinnacle. Like, yo, Russell Simmons at one point, you know how you call it? Like, look, I, I, I grew up in the eighties and I knew Russell, Russell, Sim, Russell Simmons was the symbol of what hip hop was. Yes. Like, you know, like people would Russell say, like, Slow was the Godfather, this, that. Russell Simmons uh, is hip hop. People looked at Russell Simmons and was like, this dude embodies this is the image. This is the image, what it looks like. Yeah. Exactly. And she was like, you know what? By me divulging this, you know, am I tearing down a black man? Am I tearing down, you know, the imagery of what people view hip hop to be? Right. And I think that she wrestled with that for a really, for a really long time. And I think that what got her to the point to finally open up and actually be vulnerable and share her story was like him vehemently denying some of the right. allegations. Going like against he, it, right. Yeah, like he's insisting like, nah, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, I didn't do this. Now, I get it. If you're a person who genuinely are innocent or you believe or you feel that you're innocent, that you, you know, that you're, you're that going you to- That you really didn't do nothing wrong. Right. But on one hand, you telling me you taking nine polygraphs. On the other hand, I'm looking and you go to Bali where you can't be extradited you know, he said he was going back and forth. Stop be going back and forth. Go back and forth to LA. I got the beautiful home here in Valley. Yeah, and then you and then you yeah. laying out like all this, all these other things about yeah, you know, I was on drugs and you know it was a locker room culture and all this stuff or whatever. Like nah, man, don't try to don't try to deflect from what it is, bro. <laughs> yo, I have to say, yo, like all, listen all, to all, all those although, women's story. I'm like yo, that's where that smoke, that's fire, man. Although the culture was what it was or is what it is you don't have to participate and that's that's the thing mm -hmm. when you make decisions like this and it it, it it comes back to haunt you is that the question is what was your participation in a lifestyle like that yeah think about the different approaches though to handling this because when you hear about this documentary everybody hears russell simmons russell simmons russell simmons but drew dixon had a similar experience with andre harrell 
Really? No, was it Andre? Was it Andre Herrera? No, not Andre Herrera. I'm sorry. It was the um, what's the other gentleman that got the um, uh, how you call? It? I think L.A. Reid. I believe it's L.A. Reid. I think L.A. Reid. Yeah, yeah. I think I seen that. I think I yeah. seen that. Sorry about that, Andre Harrell. Rest in peace. Rest, rest, remember, remember perfection, good brother. Yeah. Um, L.A. Reid. That L.A. Reid had a similar thing going on with her. That L.A. Reid, she refused to sleep with L.A. Reid. And as a result of it, she said that L.A. Reid, um, how you call it, passed on signing a number of acts. Like that he just flat out was like, nah, I'm not, nah, I'm not, I'm good on that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sign these people. And that she knew that in fact that she that she was getting blackballed because she was reluctant to go to bed with this man you know so to me that seems like that was the temperature of what was but going that's on that, that's the that's that climate that's that world i'm gonna just be a g man listen man the war that's against us is the war words the entertainment world hollywood that's wizardry it's witchcraft man and i hate to put it in that term but that they know the power of they know the power of money. They know the power of image. You know what I'm saying? And they glamorize and sensationalize so much that want people to aspire to be in these environments. And they put their lives and they, they lay their life right on the stake for someone to take advantage of them, not knowing what is coming left or right. All, yeah. all, all, all in the efforts of getting a great career or living the lives that you want to live. It's, a, you, it's, it's, it, that, you can't escape that world in that in, in that atmosphere, in that environment. It's toxic. It's to, toxic like masculinity. Shit. Toxic masculinity. And here's the other thing: for all the women that said no, could you imagine how many women probably said yes and felt compelled? Like I have to do this if I, I want to be in the do business, this. or I want to, you know, I want to go further in the business. Yeah. So, no matter how much I think Russell Simmons. Um, attempts to explain it away or um, justify it with, with what was the times, because I think that's right. what he's trying to, you know, those were just the times, like, nah, nah, my nigga, yeah, rape, rape was never in. Right, I don't son. remember, I don't remember ne when rape was ne in. Neither is, neither is lynching, and they yeah. lynching niggas today too, so. Yeah, nah, that was never in. So kind of, you know, following on the heels of that, I'm just wondering, like, you know, I'm thinking about this, um, this whole notion, because you hear a lot in this generation. You hear about the cancel culture, right? Do you think? Right. Do you think? I guess from your perspective, your perspective, this generation. You feel this generation created the cancel culture, and is it easier to actually cancel a person versus a corporation? Not well. No. This 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 generation didn't start that. Because all it takes is all it takes is for. Uh, 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 amalgamated amount of people to get together and, and have the same opinions or nitpick at something that they don't like. At cancer culture, I think it's just nitpicking. Honestly, man, as soon as somebody makes a mistake or something goes wrong, you want to you, you want to throw them out the window. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For whatever toxic behavior, it's almost like road rage. You see something like ah, ah. these niggas, I hate these niggas. Come on, son. You know what I mean? And it, and it has affected people in some of the worst ways. The, 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 person that comes to mind when I think of cancer culture when, when, when you brought this up was Percet Michelle just for taking the invitation of the inauguration you know when mm -hmm. speaking during the inauguration you know this this it ruined her entire life she's lost deals I mm -hmm. think it messed up her marriage she's even had a miscarriage dealing with the stress Damn. of dealing with people just canceling her just because she accepted a moment in which 
she thought she was bringing people together. Yeah. But a career move like that turned into be a career disaster. This nigga's excellent. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not. She need a better. Yo, she need a better publicist. Because remember, Steve, Steve Harvey went and met with. But I, um, but I, but I understand. With, um, I understand why she too. did what she did. I. That's the. That's a leap. That's a. That's a risk. High mm -hmm. risk, high reward. It did work well in her favor, and you know. That's that's that's. Cancer culture. It, it shouldn't be a culture. Mm. It shouldn't be something that just and I, and I heard it started on black twitter with something that happened and people jumped on it and it was like they just read the flag nine and me ain't fucking with him no more and all of a sudden no one's fucking with this individual and that became the way of doing shit and, and it's happening it ha happens to police officers police officers in the cancer culture right now look i'm gonna take you back before social media and tell you the original the, the my first experience was seeing somebody get canceled but I don't, if they were supposed to be canceled, but I don't think it actually got canceled. There's two I could think of. The first one was a corporation, Timberland. Remember when Timberland, people found out like about the whole stuff with Timberland and racism? And people yeah, was like, yo, oh, we, yeah, we boycotting Tim and this, that or whatever. And Timberland, I don't know I how they that. did it, but after a while, they got their, their uh, publicists, their public relations together and they spun it and they started making the t-shirts, give racism the boot and all this stuff. But I think that that was our first attempt in our generation to actually cancel him somebody and be like, yo, you out of here. And the reason why I say that was the first one, because even if you think about Bill Cosby, you know, Bill Cosby, um, the comedian that brought it to light, all those stories about Bill Cosby with the um, with hitting people with roofies and all that stuff. Those were stories that been around for many a years that that people knew about. But now in this generation, this generation grabbed it. And it, it went full steam ahead. And they yeah, they went it. full steam ahead. They, yeah. they took the they wasn't even the put they, they weren't even putting out Cosby's accomplishments outside of all that either. But, you know, the man has so much going on that, you know, you, if you put a, if you just put an evil spin on, on, on somebody's lifestyle again, it's a wrap. Yeah. It, it's a wrap. For, for Chrisette Michelle, I think Chrisette Michelle, it's fair to say she cold. I don't know if she, if she canceled, but she cold. But you know... The people that I can think of off top that's definitely nah, yo. She said yo, yo. She said for two years, she ain't yo, get she, a show. She ain't get no fans. There was a there was a there was a a, a venue in Philadelphia that packed fifteen hundred. Normally, she's played there before. After she done some, after she sung at the inauguration, she said she could hear birds in that motherfucker. There was that many people in that big show. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> It was, it was, it was kind of just like, wow, son. Uh, but just because you sung at this nigga's shit, like. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think though. I'm, I'm trying to think. Prior to her singing at the inauguration, how many Chrisette Michelle songs were actually spinning on the radio? She had, yo, she was on radio. She was spinning her first album. I, I oh. like, yo, I like Chrisette Michelle. I like her songs, but I, again, I'm she trying to. She was a new like, artist. What was, what was in rotation she was in, for her? She was in. Oh, what was? Fuck. <laughs> well, I remember right? that song. Now look, I, it's, it's definitely a good song. I, I I remember it, but I just can't think of it right now. But check it out. When is the last? Now this is this is a official official cancellation. What's the last R. Kelly record you heard on the radio? When the last time you heard an R. Kelly record on the radio? When I played. <laughs> Yo, 
That now don't kill me. Don't yo, kill me. I got. I just got. I just got a lot of his joints in my playlist that it pop in. It just yo, one. You know what I mean? That's it's, canceled. Like R. Kelly yeah, don't done. get no burn. Yo, he get. Yo, I'm. I've driven. Uh, how you call it? North to south in this country. But he get. He still. He still getting streams. Song on the radio. They used to still playing his joints on their playlist, man. Yo. You know how many parties I used to I used to go to parties where all the time it was guaranteed that somebody's gonna play Step in the Name of Love. They don't even yeah, put yeah, that yeah. shit on no more. It's yeah, a dub yeah, for him. He's yeah, yeah. canceled. That's canceled. That like, yo, Chrisette Michelle, she cold right now. She get if she get yeah, one, they put she's on back, the show. She's back in the game. Yeah. yeah, they put on the show for a little bit, so she put on but, the show. But, 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 but look, back, bro. It affected her in a way, just those two years, put a Put her through some mental health, some mental health issues, man. That's a fact. She really, she really went through it. And if you follow her on her IG, you can see her transformation. She lost a lot of weight. She slimmed mm-hmm. down. She even talks differently. Very gentle. Very soft. She was always soft spoken. But all her things are about healing. I, I know that has to be. That, you know, when you lose a child, that's traumatic mm-hmm. for any woman. Based yeah. on the energy and and the negative press that you're getting, just because you thought you were doing something wrong, you, that fuck with shit. Yo, she. I, I hope she got a nice check for it since she ain't worked the next two right, years. Right, exactly. Oh, who was working, man? But but here's what I'll say about Chrisette Michelle. Chrisette, Chrisette Michelle to me has a wonderful voice, and I have no doubt that if she comes up with a hit record, mm-hmm. that they'll they'll she could get off the shelf. Yeah, but she could get I it off. I don't think. I do not think that R. Kelly. I, if R. Kelly ever get out of jail, I don't know if R. Kelly got a record. That there's no way. It's, it's, there's there's no way you're gonna find him. Innocent of anything. <laughs> He's done. R. Kelly's I... done. Um, you know who Bill Cosby is done? Yo, we couldn't even cancel OJ. We couldn't, yo, people couldn't even cancel OJ. Because people were just hating on OJ. People, we, <laughs> our, our original hate for OJ is when he just started dating white women. He's like, fuck black women. It's, I'm going to hang out with these white folks. I ain't fucking I with think, y'all. I actually think it's easier probably to cancel a corporation than it is to cancel a person. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because, you know, like, here's this dude, R. Kelly, that has this, like, just you said, he was like, it comes up on my playlist. This guy has an amazing body of work, has wrote some beautiful songs, wrote beautiful music for other people, right? So people are like, damn, like, you know, you know, music is all about moods, memories, you know, it makes you nostalgic yes, and you hear certain songs, you're like, oh man, I remember where good, I was man. when this came on and that came on. So it may be a little bit more difficult to cancel him versus, you know what? Starbucks, Starbucks at XYZ. And I don't know if you saw the post that I put up, but yo, I'm 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 done with Starbucks, bro. Like, yo, I, I, I was telling nah, you, Camero Frappuccino. Ta- ta- Taco Bell too, not being, not being able to wear any B- BLM paraphernalia. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, why is it that you, why do you feel like it's gonna be a backlash with someone representing uh, a matter of being of keeping people aware that yo my life matters I matter mm-hmm. does everyone matter apparently you are matter because you're still here but the rest of us we're they're trying to annihilate us yeah it's not happening to you especially so, by law enforcement it's, that's there, keeping the G's there, there are people that they tried to cancel but they couldn't like I know with um, Kevin Hart at one point they tried to cancel him also yeah, too many people love Kevin man um you know, so I I agree with you, you know, with your, your early sentiment, what you said. Like, I think sometimes we jump out the window and automatically like, what? This brother's done. Or the other thing is that they'll go back and they'll look 
at something somebody said or did 10 years ago, unearth whatever it was and be done with them as a result of it. Like, I think if they unearth some dirt that somebody did 10 years ago, then it's, it definitely is worth a conversation. And if that person's views haven't changed or you see the same behavior as a result of what yeah. they said or did 10 years ago, then yeah, then they deserve to be on that cancel chopping block. But it, to me, it's just a different day and age with the era where people are so inclined now to just kind of be like, of rap, you're man. done. We're a nation of followers. So if you see something trending, you almost believe it because if it's, if that many people believe it, it got to be true. It's e it's easy to, to, to get through life for some people that way, to stay trendy, stay on the surface of things. But when you start digging the deeper, it's just start like, I didn't think even the real story. Mm -hmm. Oh, this ain't, you know what I'm saying? You get to find out, you know, other things, man. That involved actually doing research, which I don't think a lot of people do. Speaking of research, did you, you I'm sure you had an opportunity to watch Dave Chappelle's latest stand-up effort. I did. What I you did, think I of it? Dave, remarkable guy, man. The spontaneity of just doing something uh, as magnified as that and bringing, bringing awareness, you know, what, where are we at? And be, and be very, very aware of where we are. Because what you see out your, you know what I'm saying? You say, you're pretty much saying what you see out your window, that might be here for a little while if we can't get this straight. With, with these un, untimely, what untimely, timely killings because they're happening so repetitive. Mm -hmm. And anytime it happens, you're gonna have, you're gonna have these Chris Brown, this Chris, these Chris um, Dorner situations, the LAPD situations where people ain't gonna have no, they're not gonna feel anything about getting that police and ambushing them mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, destroying other lives and other families. And then it becomes the blue flu against coronavirus. Everyone's going to be fighting against what the fuck is going on here. Oh, so, man. so, man, listen, I loved it. I, I loved every sense of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I mean? And that's where it, it, it brought out the, 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 the truth of every institution is lied to us. Every single one of them, man. Mm -hmm. And well, even in, even in my, my my medical dealing with my my situation, I got to do my research about kidneys and all stuff because th there was one just as as a quick point. I found out there was one of the medications that I was taking was for blood pressure, and they, you know they pushed it on it way before they made it discontinued. But I stopped taking it. That the results showed that yo it was high level. The people that that took this medication resulted in high levels of dementia, even at early ages. Wow. What am I taking this shit for, son? And, yo, and that's what Nels was like, look, let me start cooking some herbs in your food. She started cooking stuff fresh. Took me right off of that one. So way before they even, they, they, they recalled it. But I did the research, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I see these big names on my pills. I'm like, let me Google that. And Google show you right there and tell you the side effects. I'm like, how are they giving this to public? But people don't research. Mm -hmm. They figure as though you go to the doctor, he got a white coat. And he knows best. He, he, he looks safe. Mm -hmm. Take the take the pill. Nah, go yeah. read that shit, son. So I know his second job is working with the pharmaceutical company to push it on people. Right. So every institution is lied to us, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you know. For eight minutes and forty-six seconds, for that to resonate with him, you know, on his the time he was born, 
And he also had the other resignation time when Kobe passed right before mm-hmm. he was supposed to go to the Grammys. See, yeah. Dave, Dave is spiritual, you know what I'm saying? And he sees it not just on the surface. Dave yeah. know what time it is. Why his ass went to Africa. <laughs> And yeah. that's why Dave has a fucking farm in Ohio. Dave ain't stupid, my nigga. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was timely. I, I think he laid it. he laid the blueprint for what a social distancing concert could look, look like. Back. Yeah, right. it was it was sobering, and I've always appreciated Dave Chappelle's brand of humor. I, I think for some people, they don't necessarily get it or understand his his brand of humor. Right. Um, you know, there are some people who they want like um they want gut busting anecdotes and you know, they, they, they wanna see people over the top and everything. And I think that he's just very much somebody who stays in the pocket, delivers his material, and as serious as he was, it was almost like one of those things like, damn, if you don't laugh, you're gonna cry. Mm-hmm. Cause he tells the truth. And, yeah. and that's what you want, and that's what comedy has always done with a little joke in there. And it, 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 there's an inflection in there where it makes you laugh, but when you really think about what they said, or what any of them say, it's like, wow, son. And we are, we're actually laughing about that. Yeah, you know what I'm painful. saying? But it hits home. And you, you question yourself, what 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 was that police officer saying to, to any visual person that can see with my hand in my pocket? Was that a message to, to Kaepernick? Kneeling, got my hand in my pocket, mm-hmm. and I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chilling, my nigga. Like I'm sweating right now, and I ain't even kneeling. Like the fuck, I ain't mm-hmm. doing that. What, what, That's you know, crazy, what, stu- son. what stood out to me was the, um, the part where he was talking about, you know, why, why do we need to hear from, why do we need to hear from Ja Rule? Why do we care what Ja Rule thinks? And it makes me think He's about right. like ce- celebrity voices and tragedy, and just celebrity voices in general. Like mm-hmm. I just think, like to go back to what you were saying in terms of research, I feel like sometimes people get so roped into um, celebrity and fandom that they just blindly follow everything that these people say without actually doing any research and seeing the legitimacy of the message that these people are are pushing. Like I saw a video last night that had um, Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman and Lil Wayne in it. And all three of them were talking about race relations in the United States. And all all three of them were saying that they don't see race as being an issue. Now, all three of them have a very different vantage point than the average person of color in the US. But right. in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, these are three very influential people that if they're on their social media saying this or putting this out there, somebody is gonna pick up on that and they're gonna be like, well, you know, Lil Wayne or Denzel Washington or Morgan Freeman say, there is no issue. There, there is no face. issue. But you but and see, the, the and that's when you have to have that, the, okay, finish, I'm sorry. Bro. The, the, the other thing is that I think what happens is that People get um, become so in tune with relying on celebrities to tell them what it is that lazy journalism. They, yeah, that they, lazy, they, they, they really they really lose sight of what the actual message is. Like, look to me, Denzel Washington is a great actor. Morgan Freeman, how Lil Wayne is a good rapper. But at the end of the day, these people are entertainers. These are not the people that you should go to or look to for you know information. You shouldn't. You shouldn't think of them as um, being able to give you political highbrow information and stuff like that. Like there are people that are that are boots on the ground people that are far more sophisticated when it comes to actually having these discussions 
than the celebrities. But again, getting roped into celebrity and, and, and fame and everything that these people have become like de facto spokespeople for all this stuff. Like, yo, to me, one of the biggest platforms of when I begin to see the shift in, in individual thought versus group thing was when Puffy put out Vote or Die. Like he had the Vote or Die campaign, which was good because it was bringing awareness to people to vote. Yes. Right, so bringing awareness to people to vote, voting across the board, I think is a good thing. But if you start endorsing people because, you know, you know what, uh, Puffy said I need to vote for this person. So because Puffy said I need to vote for this person, guess what, I'm not gonna research the candidate or anything. P Diddy had them hit records. I'm just gonna go balls to the wall, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, exactly, and I think that that's what happened so much. And people, people have become, and it goes even beyond celebrities. You think about like social media influencers, you know, somebody could get online and have a following of 20,000 followers. An endorsement around clothing and sneakers to me is different than an endorsement around transgressions against human beings and causes. Right. You know, like, uh, how you call it? Allen Iverson is my uh, my favorite basketball player of all time. He could say to me, yo, Shannon, you need to get, you need to get these answers, the, these Reeboks or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, Allen Iverson is balling in a Reebok. Maybe I want those. But if Allen Iverson get online and fucking tell me who I should vote for, I'm gonna look and be like, nah, chill, bro. That ain't your lane. I'm not interested in that. Well, look into this. I'm like, what are you talking about? Let's go. What do I'm you not even, about politics? I'm but, not even looking into see, it. Yeah, Allen Iverson, you crossed the over. Something. That's it. I don't need Fam you for the Fam famous, famous quote from KRS-One. Don't know the history of the author. You don't know what you're reading. I don't care which book you pick up. That's a if great. You don't know if you don't know the perspective of who's writing the book. Why are you reading the book? Even if the book is full of information, mm -hmm. where's this guy coming from? And that's you, you shouldn't step out of yourself to retain any information other than if you're just basing it off of your own research and your own knowledge. Mm -hmm. Your knowledge. Is is the most important knowledge, as far as for self knowledge, knowledge itself. People are so entertained by what entertainers are doing, saying, living, hot, whatever. That now that we have social media, they feel inclined that they're closer. Mm -hmm. I understand Denzel. I know Denzel's a good guy. He's never gotten any trouble. He's one of the only guys who's never got to any marital issues with his wife. You don't find him in the tabloids. None of that. So is for Morgan Freeman. And you, you take you take their career and you base that if it goes lifestyle, but these guys look totally different mm -hmm. than what they put on the screen. You know what I'm saying? The, the reason why he's voting for certain people are benefit him, not benefit me. They live in environments where they don't see probably racist issues. The environment they live in, the white people love to see them. <laughs> oh yeah, that's... Morgan Freeman's my neighbor. Who wouldn't, <coughs> who wouldn't love to say that shit? Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? So they, so they don't see race. it. They know it's there because these are elders. And I'm sure Little Wayne knows it's there because of where, where he's from, you know, the environments he's lived in. I'm not certain. I'm, I'm not certain Little Wayne knows it's there. Little Wayne has made a number of, of ignorant comments as it relates to race. Because he said a white man helped him out and all that. But he, he had to have seen it. Yeah, you gotta, I, I you can't not see it. <laughs> Yo, this little Wayne we talking about. I'm, yeah, I, well, I just, yeah, again, right? yeah I, I'm, right, I'm not right. convinced that little. For, for me, little Wayne may, may genuinely believe that racism he, doesn't exist. Not there. Yeah.
But that did not, that did not again, system work for some people. The other, the other part of it though is that I think that a lot of there are a lot of celebrities that probably have the same feeling that Dave Chappelle had that you know the same sentiment like yo who am I or whatever why why the hell do you want to hear from me or whatever like let the people do the work this is the people time but there's pressure there's it's coming pressure. from the street yeah like oh yo you gotta say something about this the streets is mad and that and, and it's the streets it's the streets that's given us so much the street culture is giving us all of our fashion our slang how we move how we talk yo you cannot that's the, you're messing with humanity when you're walking out your house, that's the time you feel is free to do anything. It's, it's, we've given that opportunity now in, in these days and times to walk out our house and do anything that we want as long as we're obeying the law. Yeah. That's it. And when you start infringing on that and, 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 and trying to bully your way on that and people can't walk freely, stop and frisk, all these different things, you're trying to have this, this crazy society where you're just being a bully, it's not going to work. You're going to lose. And that's what yeah. you're saying. The streets is like, it's a wrath. And it's going to yeah. continue to happen. It will there, be anarchy. There, to me, is just more, there's just more qualified people. And I'm not saying it's the, the attempt to insult celebrities' intelligence. But yeah. again, you know, because I do think there are a lot of celebrities that have high levels of awareness and high levels of intellect. But they are much but more the, qualified people to give you they, some instructions. Yeah, or to give you information like power is, you know, power and a following is is dangerous. You know, it could be it could be dangerous if it's used incorrectly. And I think that what That's happens right. is that there are a lot of people that are impressionable that are on the other end of those computers, mobile devices, whatever it is looking and they like, oh, such and such said this. This is what it is then. And they're not going to take the time to actually do the research and go behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, like we're a nation of followers, man. Yeah, there are many people, there are many celebrities that support causes that are counterintuitive to causes that are actually beneficial to people of color, and people will still support those celebrities unknowing because okay. the celebrity is telling them, like, you know what? Don't watch this hand over here. Watch, watch this hand. So, you know, in a time of crisis or just in general, like, I don't hold my breath. It didn't waiting, work. Waiting it didn't work with with, with KRS one had beef with Nelly. And he said, don't buy Nelly's album on June 25th. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hold I don't hold my breath waiting for statements from um from celebrities. I don't hold them to that level. It's funny, people will people will feel more compelled to be like, well, you know what? How come Jay-Z hasn't released a statement on this? But those same people won't have outrage that the um, the National Black Caucus hasn't released a statement on it. Or where's the NAACP's caucus on it? Or where's the President of the United States? What's their statement on it? You know, but instead you like, damn, yo, when's the NBA young boy going to comment on this? Do they even know those organizations exist? Yeah. That's some people don't even know that them shits even exist. Somebody sitting around right now like, yo, how come the baby hasn't weighed in on everything yeah, that's going on? <laughs> well, I make the styling I ain't say nothing yet, son. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Right, yo. So, that's yo, a, the, that's, the, that's celebrity gears, for you, son. To switch gears to the next topic, um, you know, the same thing, and then to me, it kind of goes, you know, hand, hand in hand, hand with with uh with celebrity voices and tragedy is the performance activism. So, to me, See? there's just too <laughs> much people doing too much right now on social call, media as it relates to stuff. <laughs> there's a term called. 
Slacktivism. <laughs> that, and that's, yo, that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You're just out there gassing somebody to make somebody look great. <laughs> and they ain't really doing shit. But yo, know, and, and, and that's the sad part because, like, like you said, we got a nation of followers that'll follow that coonery garbage. Mm-hmm. Not do no no back checking, no no reflecting on what's what, and but now they done made a, they done made a conscious decision based on someone else's errors and fuck their ways. How many posts have you seen fly? And I'm not even on social media like that. I'll get on Instagram, but I'm not on Facebook, not on Snapchat. But how many times have you seen something circulated around, and then people be like, "No, actually, that's misinformation." By the time they find out it's misinformation. A hundred people, hundreds of thousands so, of people it, had it posted it, it, on their Yeah, so it's in China now. Everyone in China has seen it. A yeah. thousand times, man. And that's why when certain things I see, I know my sources, and I go right back and say, let me see with this. And I'm like, oh, they done pulled this out of the, the examiner press or some shit that's just making up some story. Or it's, it's not even being fully investigated. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when certain things hit the news, you got to give it, you got to give it about certain say One thing I learned when watching the news, the first 30 seconds of any breaking news, that's the truth you're going to get. After that, they're going to rerun and repeat and start filling in places where they can grain a story or create a story. So that's why I don't watch the news. When it comes to editorial though, you could get a little digger and deeper, but people don't like picking up and reading nothing word for word. And that's why I said earlier, the real war that we're in is the war against the war with words. Words is what's hurting us. People aren't reading enough, ain't picking up certain understanding of how things happen because they're not reading stuff. They're not looking for those things. They wait for someone like Denzel and Morgan Freedom to tell them. That's a lazy way. There's some things I say, to some to some 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 kids I even know. Yo, son, go read a book. Trust me. It's gonna lead you to it's gonna lead you somewhere else. But then it's gonna open up your imagination because you're gonna put you gotta put those words in your mind and create a picture. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it's gonna work. You can't wait for someone to give you a picture. You gotta create your own. You and know that's what? what and that's what happens. No one creates their own like they don't they don't form it. Well, that's because a lot of activism now is just about being viral. You know, you'll have you'll have a hundred thousand people sign a petition online, but the the petition online is toothless. It's a toothless tiger because when it comes to actually show up to whatever the city council meeting is or whatever, you get twenty people that actually show up. Yeah. And and I don't honestly, I don't know if that's a generational thing. I think that's just more of a thing of a lot of I see a lot of clout chasing. Like there was a brother that had posted something the other day where he was like, yo, I've never seen so many woke niggas in my life. You know, cause now I'm serious. Like, yo, now everybody, everybody is woke. Like, yo, but prior to this, you know, you was, you was gang banging. What, what is was woke? doing all this other crazy stuff. Now all of a sudden everybody is, what is woke. woke. Everybody is a social activist. Everybody right. is doing all these things or whatever. And at the end of the day, you know what? Like I, I respect and understand that there's different levels of activism. Like there are gonna be the people who want to just drop off their money, keep it moving? There are going to be people that's going to be on the um the 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 um the marches on the lines doing what they need to do, and there are some people that are just going to stand back and be like, oh, you know what, it's, it's not for me. But what I struggle with is that people who get on these lines, and you know they on the line and they feel like this is a good photo op, and then let me get off the line, or they don't even know what the damn cause is, or these people who 
you know, they um they have all these issues as it relates to to race, you know, just like we were just talking about Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks, they said this or whatever about Black Lives Matter, but then the next thing you know, they over at Starbucks or whatever, you know. So to me, it's like all of it is just a stunt for social yeah. media. And I think people people view social media as as an opportunity to go viral and to get fame. And they look at it as like, this is me spreading the word. But at the same time, like, yo, you got to kind of walk it like you talk it. Like the actions, what, what's the, the saying? Actions, Listen, actions speak louder than words. So Spit it how you live it, my nigga. You got to, that's yeah. right. Your word is your bond, man. You got to yeah. live it out. You have to live it out. Or you can lose your life. Right. Your word, that, that, can, that can really fuck you up, man. Here's the biggest example to me of performance activism, right? So now you see all these Fortune 500 companies slapping on on Black Lives Matter on everything. Black Black Lives Matter, you see it on all their social media sites, the commercials, all this stuff. Yo, everybody is acting like racism just started when uh, when Mr. Floyd was killed, right? All these organizations knew racism What was existed. going on, right? Yeah, now all of a sudden, it's a moment and it's a movie and everybody's like, yo, you know what? I don't want to be on the wrong side of history, so let me get in on it. It's let me so get my sad. 15 minutes of fame, son. Yeah. Yo, it's so sad though. You think about the level that it's at that even Donald Trump backpedaled now his position on Kyla Kaepernick. Remember, he was like, Oh, these bastards nil, they need to be fired or whatever. But he's a jackass. Like, he's saying he created he's the reason why he's the reason why June <laughs> Juneteenth is popular. You know what? Stick in his face, man. That that what are you talking about? That to me is another example of performance um, performance activism. You know why? Because his followers will get online, retweet that, and keep having that message reverberate. Yeah, throughout throughout the 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 ethos or whatever. I I don't I don't even like the term woke because woke means it's past tense. Mm -hmm. Are you awake, nigga? That's it. They ain't woke. It means if you woke, it means you went back to sleep. Yeah. You know, being and I and I get the term woke. All right, you found out something that you didn't know. That's probably been going on your entire life. Shame but on being you. Awake, but being awake is staying because now if 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 I found out this, I know there's more shit mm -hmm. that I need to stay awake. I ain't woke. I'm awake. I can't go back to sleep no more, son. That's <laughs> fucked up. I'm a insomnia over here. But yeah. it's, it's it's 15 minutes of pain, pain, pardon me. People want their, their minute, their mm -hmm. shine time. Because people are watching, everyone is watching. You know what I'm saying? If you got a, you got a camera, you got a video, you can post it, mm -hmm. views, you know, all these different things happen. You know, we talked about, you know, the power of image, man. That's yeah. what sells people eat with their eyes, they do everything with their eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what my, I'm message, my, my message to the young people though, is that, you know, don't follow these false prophets. You know, like just, just you know, do the do the research, man. Do like, the yo, knowledge the devil, to yourself. The devil's in the details, man. Like, yeah, like spend right. five minutes. If your favorite celebrity, your, your, your favorite um, blog or whoever is, if, if you're listening to this show or watching this show and you feel like it's something that me or Rob said that resonates with you, you know, don't just go on faith like, oh shit, Shannon and Rob sound like they know what they're talking about. Like, yo, feel free nah, to fact check it question. and research it. Right, yeah. ask a question. Yo, Rob, what you meant by that? Mm -hmm. And I can build with you. I love talking about stuff. People say, yo, tell me a little more about that. By all means, I got a library of shit. I can't. Yeah. 
Yeah, but don't 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 yeah. blindly don't blindly follow Take people's me. causes, right. especially right. especially if the cause doesn't speak to you and it's not right. specific to you. So again, like in terms of performance activism, like we don't need you. Well, we let me not say we. I I don't I don't need you as um as a quote unquote activist, just being a person who just continues to post information. Some of the information misleading or misinformation, you know. You know, you're right. far more helpful to me without your fame, but your boots on the ground actually making a difference. That's right. You know? That's right. So, and learn how uh, to follow yourself, man. That's a fact, for real. And, yo, and you see now they um doing away with Aunt Jemima. They just figured out that that was racist uh, also. After 150 <laughs> fucking years, right? And, my, and mind Ooh. you, mind you, owned by, owned by a company named Quaker Oats. <laughs> fucking Pilgrim on the... The fuck? What is going on? But this is this country, man. They make money off of our pain. They've been doing it since inception. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I hear what I hear now is that the, the family of Aunt Mama is so uh, has sued them in 2014 for three billion dollars for royalties that they've never gotten for using that image. And that image came from during the civil rights era, minstrel shows. And a white man betraying a black face mammy. Ain't that mammy. some shit? Mammy. A Man. white man betraying a black face mammy. And it was a song called Oh Aunt Your Mom. You wanna you wanna talk about about imagery That's and some symbol, crazy symbolism. Shit. Imagery right and there. symbolism. Look how many look now like the ongoing debate is about all these statues being taken down. Being taken and I don't down. think white yeah, and I don't think white people understand the pain that's actually associated with these statues, like every day, you know, as a person of color, we gotta go out and we gotta look at these statues that's symbolic of slavery. Right. You know, like they like of you enslaving people. And it was interesting because I was watching uh the news the other day and I happened to see um Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, who's the um the governor of New York, he came on. Mm-hmm. And I think they were asking him his opinion about like removing all the statues and all mm-hmm. and he was like, Yeah, you know. The statues need to come down and all this stuff. And then they got to, they was like, what do you think about the Columbus um, statue at Columbus Circle? He's an Italian American. And he was like, well, I think that that represents something different. You know, it's become a beacon and it has a huge representation for Italians contribution to America. But if you think about Christopher Columbus's actions, how crazy is that for him to say all those other statues, the Confederate statues could go but Christopher wow. Columbus, Christopher Columbus, whose history, if people really delve deep and looked at everything in general, you know, and I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to come for um, Italians or Italian Americans, but yo, Christopher Col- Christopher Columbus, and you feel like this is a truth. statue that's a representation of what truth our is truth, is? man. Truth is truth, and we're not to put anything under the rug with truth, or you're gonna trip over it. Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus being an Italian. Italians coming to this country, just like everyone else, but he was a criminal. He was a criminal when he was over there, and he was a criminal coming over there. They allowed him to come over here to search and seizure. He ran with Moors. That's how he was able to even know how to get the fuck over here. Mm-hmm. And people were here. And let's keeping it real, Christianity came out of Italy. Mm-hmm. And Native Americans got to look at Native Americans got to look at. You don't even want to go into Christianity day. and and and. Italy and Italy's 
representation on this planet and the things that they've done. We're still, we're still in, the reason why we're going through the shit, we were still in Roman European conquest. We're still owned by the Pope in this bitch. Mm -hmm. All of us. Now his, his, his was crazy, right? So think about the, represent, the, the, the representation or, or the, the significance of how this makes people of color feel, right? But I've, I've never, look, look, they're not going to take it down. I've never seen a statue of Adolf Hitler. Never. Why no, is that? You won't, because the Jews will have a fucking conniption. If you, yeah. <laughs> you put up any any swastika, and the thing is, the swastika is the the symbol of a swastika sticker is the symbol of the sun, not Nazis. But Nazis hijacked it, and now when you see the swastika and the Jews see it, see it, and that's and that's the power of symbols. Mm -hmm. Powers and symbols when you see them, it reflects a meaning, a substance, or some sort of whole, you know, gamut of reasons why mm -hmm. people are representing that. So when you're using symbols and you're taking down symbols, that's why these statues is coming down because they mean something. Yeah. They hold weight, and people can't be walking by and seeing them. You know what I'm saying? There's, there should there should be rightfully so. There are no Adolf Hitler statues that I know of, and there shouldn't be. But just shouldn't as there be. shouldn't be any Adolf Hitler statue, statues, we shouldn't be subjected to seeing statues of people who same, are Same atrocity, right. That's yeah. Same atrocity, that's right. Yeah, like, I agree and with you 1,000%. And, 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 and regardless, regardless of what an Italian-American believes Christopher Columbus represented, represented in history, you know, as told by them, because the history that we get in the textbooks is history that they've put on the forefront right. for, us, for us to consume, even from but their stories. Their stories, they're telling us that he came here and that he basically took 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 the U.S. from from high cost Native Americans. Yeah. Yoked it up, hostage. Yeah, from Native Americans. Came over here so. and lied and did all sorts of trickery. Like I said, they play wordplay and, and, and certain things on people and fuck people up, man. Mm -hmm. So we don't need none of them statues up there. All of them, the, the, what is it, the, the General Lee? General all Lee. Of them, all of them shits. Yeah. Start erecting some other statues, some statues of Francis Cress Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She'd need to be in front of some all girls, whatever, all women, whatever. She need to be up. There's, there's tons of people who need to be erected who've done tons of work for our, for our community. Mm -hmm. yeah, why, I, why come out and see a Malcolm statue? Yeah, yeah. you're mad because everyone's going to understand the ideology of Malcolm and bear arms. You know what I'm saying? Stokely Carmichael, you fucking right. Yep, yep. That's the, shit, that's the shit we need to erect. Them statues. Have you had a chance to um to go down to DC yet and see the um the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial? The last when I was when I was living in DC, I did. I did. Yeah. I, did I did um from my nail. It's a it's a beautiful mm -hmm. um, piece of work. Look how long know, it took us to get that. Right. So we we overdue. <laughs> we overdue, son. There's yeah. towns and areas where it should be erected stuff like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that's where we are bro that's yeah. where we are yeah so what we got going this, on that's it we, this 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 was our little our little treat our, our little, little, our little treat. bonus episode um nice. to kind of warm you guys up for the next episode that's going to be coming out which is going to release tomorrow and it's our interview with fashion designer willie esco um 
again, you know, we, man, I like we, the interview. Yeah, we could be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Stitcher, and YouTube. Stitcher. Look, when you go on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Any feedback that you have with the video, yeah, throw a comment in there. I want to hear what people think about us, man. Yeah, and turn the notifications on also, so you could keep getting alerts as to when we put out new videos. We got some Anything hot ones coming. Say? Anything you want to say in, in, in closing? Um, man, listen, man. I know the times is crazy. They're about to open the world back up. I say, handle a bit, kick gloves. Keep keep your mask with you. You know what I mean. Dave Chappelle showed us how in entertainment value, how we can still you know, enjoy it, but keep our distance. I think it's a good practice. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, the warmer months are coming. So, you know, we're going to get a little more comfortable, more relaxed. Just stay sharp, man. Stay sharp, man. And um, I love my people, B. Yeah. I'm here, baby. That's it, man. So I got a happy Father's Day to all them strong fathers, especially you, King. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? It. You raising raising great citizens over there. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? We raising people, son. We raising some solid people, man, that's going to do something in the world and reflect yeah, happy, our energy, man. So happy, happy Father's, Father's Day, Day to all the fathers out there, dude. Salute yes, to all y'all, man. Birds ball. Yes. Peace, everybody.